David Collins. 30 minutes. Show with David Collins. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of David Collins' 30-minute half-hour show. I'm your host, David Collins, and we have another great episode for you today. Remember to follow us on Instagram, DC 30-minute half-hour show, and send us any feedback, any emails that you want to send to DC 30-minute half-hour at gmail.com. On that note, we received a lot of great feedback from last week's episode. A lot of people really excited to see Dana Moss-Peterson on the show and after that, we've gotten uh, finally gotten in contact with Donnie Townsend, so we're going to be looking forward to getting him on the show in a few weeks. But we have a lot of great guests booked this month, really looking forward to it. Just like today's guests, a great guest today, and a great show plan today in general. We've teased this before, and we finally have an original David Collins song parody, so we're going to be bringing that onto the show today. A couple of games that I'm looking forward to. But of course, before we start the show, color of the day. Today's color of the day is cream, made up of 100% red, 99% green, and 82% blue. Cream is the natural color of the milk produced by cattle grazing on natural pasture with plants rich in yellow carotenoid pigments. Today's color of the day, cream. One last thing before we start the show, great returning sponsor, happy to have them back on the show. Today's sponsor of the show, Booth Creek Wagyu at 519 McCall Road, Suite 500. Located just north of Manhattan, Kansas, Booth Creek's ranch was originally developed for world-class whitetail deer hunting. Contrary to the perception of Kansas geography, Booth Creek features deep wood creek draws surrounded by rolling hills of lush tall grass prairie, a perfect place to raise the Wagyu herd. Their ranch, processing plant, and retail store are all within 20 mile radius allowing complete control of the process. Check them out at boothcreekwagu.com. Our guest today, like I said, we have an amazing guest today, a comedian who at a young age had already experienced many things that most of us hope we never have to deal with. One of those being a recent lawsuit we'll talk a little bit about with NPR. That's exciting. He's a New York-based comic who's performed at great venues like the Hacienda Villa, Baltimore Comedy Festival, Poconos Comedy Festival, and Helium Comedy Club. He's also appeared on popular podcasts like Morning with Bill and Joanne, Social Animals, and The Crass Examination. Please welcome our guest today, Jad Slayman. Welcome to the show, Jad. Hey. Is that right? Am I pronouncing that correctly? Jad Slayman? Jad Slayman, is that correct? Am I pronouncing that yeah. correctly? That's true. Yep. That's a good giveaway there. Oh, we got a little loop going. That's exciting. We got that loop turned off. No problem. But we have something we can relate on. I wanted to talk a little about this later. I have something else that I wanted to get into. But we're actually both been fired from a radio station. Let's go, dude. And yes. incidentally, both for jokes. Now, mine was actually on the station. It was just a little... Apparently, we crossed the line. I'm not even sure if that, that's not even the technical reason they've ever given me for firing me. So it's still kind of up in the air. But I didn't pursue a lawsuit. So we might talk a little bit about that in a little bit. That's so interesting. Can we, I, I kind of want to ask this later, but I am so curious. What was the joke that got you fired from your radio station? Oh, I don't know. They, the, the way they, they, it was all jokes that are from my Instagram. Uh, I see. So they're actually play. fishing for these jokes. That's fascinating. It's, we tried to get them. Uh, apparently what happened is like some internal employee who works at the station uh, recognized me as uh, just from my reels on Instagram, recognized my face. Like at, then, at your job, they said, wow, I'm seeing you online. Are you the guy? 
they didn't come to me. I mean, I think that that would have been the more courageous thing, but they went to somebody in management and then uh, alerted them to be like, hey, this uh, Jad's been doing stand up and I'm like offended by it or whatever. Wow. Uh, that's, I assume that's fascinating that they would they would as if that would be something to rat someone out. I'm like, hey, this guy's been doing stand up comedy. Maybe you should get on that. That's that's wild to hear. And we want to get in that a little more in detail, though. But like we talked about, we have a great song parody today that Dan McCullough, a friend of the show, Dan McCullough had actually sent in to us this week. And he really was excited to get it played on the show. And it is something that we've talked about playing song parodies again, just like we used to do on the station there. So take a little listen. We talked about the the Titan submersible a few weeks ago, and I think that this is kind of what he was parroting. Let's take a little listen. Almost saw it, the Titanic, crushing pressures. This wasn't very smart. <laughs> Stockton rush seems. Pretty trustworthy. Hopefully, I'm the only one hearing that creak. Take me down, <laughs> submarine. Say goodbye, family. Paid a quarter million for this coffin. Take me down, submarine. <laughs> well, that was great. Thanks so much for sending that in, Dan. What a great song parody. Were you following that story at all? Uh, oh, yeah. And also, I like that tune. I'm from West Virginia. So oh, I that's like, I getting hyped. Listen to that. That's perfect. It's so great that we we're able to get some things on theme like that. It's, it's funny. Are you from? Uh, that was one of my questions, actually. Where did you start comedy there? Because I understand we have this written down here. You were you served in the military. Is that right? Yeah, I was in the Marines. That's fascinating because uh, we had other guests on the show. Now we've had an Army, National Guard, Navy, and finally a Marine. So that's great nice. to hear. We're checking off our bingo box there. Did that? Did you start while you were in the service? No, that was years ago. I, I started in uh, in Philly, maybe five years ago. Right, and that's why I thought you might be from Philadelphia there. So that's where you started. It was interesting looking at some of your work because it looked like you had been writing and kind of in the radio business or NPR in general for many years. I believe I saw an article where you were signing off as Sergeant Jad Slayman as, as the person who was writing an article. And it was actually about improv comedy. Interesting. I think it was 12 years ago that article must have been written. How long have you been doing stand-up comedy? Maybe like five years. I mean, I started doing musical comedy first uh, with like some stand-up in between. Really? And then... Yeah, piano stuff. Uh, there's a piano behind me. I see the guitar, definitely. Yeah. We had a previous guest, Ethan Everhart, a Colorado comedian, Denver-based comedian, who is is starting to do a show where he has comedians come on, and then his band plays in between, and then the comedian that you just saw sings a song with the band, and that's a type of a show, but you're doing actually musical comedy. I used to, yeah, and uh, but I made the switch a few years ago to just straight-up stand-up. Do you think that uh, was a different field there? It's interesting that you would come from a military background, the Marines. You'd think that's a that's a very hard position, and then you want to come play a piano or play a guitar with your stand-up. That's that's kind of a kind of an contrary thought there. Yeah, I mean, it was. Uh, I guess it was. Uh, there was just years in between the Marines and actually doing uh, comedy. But I see. Do you, you know, think that that inspired your comedy in any way, or are they pretty separate? Sort of. Yeah. I mean, I think like military dudes are just happen to be funnier just because you have to kill a lot of time sitting around 
right percentage wise it's surprising how many comedians are former fervor service members yeah i think any job where you have to kill a lot of time can make you into a funny person and that makes a lot of sense and we want to learn a little bit more about your comedy but that sound means it's time for our first game i'm not sure if anybody's let you know but we do play games on this show our first game here is is military base this game's called find the fake service member it's a bit two truths and a lie here so we're going to read three lines from the perspective of somebody who may have served and you're going to have to base on that pick which one of those people are a little suspicious which one of those statements were not true jad are you ready to play find the fake service member let's go Perfect. Why don't we jump into round one here? Remember, anybody playing at home, email your answers, dc30minutehalfhour at gmail.com and see how well you do. Round one. My MOS was logistics. Number two. I got my DD214 two weeks into boot camp. Or number three. When I was stationed at McCord Air Force Base in Washington, I was in the 62nd Communications Squadron. All right, Jad. By those, which one of those three seem a little dubious? Two truths and a lie. MOS was logistics, a DD-214, two weeks into boot camp, or stationed at McCord Air Force Base in Washington, the 62nd Communication Squadron. Uh, oh, it's the second one. The DD-214, they call it, is what you get when you separate. That's correct. Great job with that. And I was a little curious because, unfortunately, nobody on our staff has actually served, so I'm hoping that all of these are correct. So far, we match the same answers there. That's right. The DD-214 is a discharge form. Is that correct? Yep. The coveted DD-214. That's perfect. Freedom back. Let's try round two here. Round two. I was deployed to Atropia, Iraq. Number two. As a Marine, I went to boot camp in Fort Jackson, South Carolina. Or number three. In basic training, I fired an M9 before graduation. All right, Jad, which one of those seem a little suspicious? Number one, number two, or number three? Uh, yeah, there's no boot camp at Fort Jackson. Now that's what I was a little nervous about there. Our answer is Atropia, Iraq, because that is just a made-up place. But a little tricky there, so educate us a little bit, because I understand Marines do go to boot camp, opposed to basic training, that's correct, and I think that was kind of what we were going for there, but you're stating that there is no boot camp in Fort Jackson. Yeah, there's only two Marine Corps boot camps. There's uh, uh, Paris Island and San Diego, that's the only two. That's interesting, and we'll have to get, the Jerry has made a lot of mistakes the last few weeks here. Why don't we jump into round three? Do you like this game? Oh yeah, I'm, do- I'm doing pretty well so far. You're doing great on it here. Round three. If the army was a city, it would be the 10th largest in the United States. Number two, double-digit midgets are service members with fewer than 100, but more than nine days until their enlistment ends. Or number three, ACU stands for Artificially Intelligent Covert Unit. Oh. All right, Chad. Which one of these, let's find the fake service member. Which one of these three people are lying to us? Oh, number three? I think it's... That's right. Number three, ACU, it actually stands for Active Combat Uniform. Is that correct? Yeah, something like that. I don't know exactly. I just know it has to do with the uniform. That's perfect. That was Find the Fake Service Member. You're listening to David Collins. 30 minutes. Show with David Collins. Listen to work at home or on your device. Stream us now.
this NPR, you, we've already gotten to it a little bit, which is great. We've kind of covered the groundwork. So you have just your material on your Instagram there. And then all of a sudden, a coworker is talking to HR behind your back. Do they just fire you right away? Yeah, and that's, um, I think, is like sort of the crux of the union's defense is that you break quite a lot of union rules if you just fire somebody. Without right, that's what I understand. You worked for a union at, from NPR there. So is that why you're able to sue? I can't imagine. Are they, it's not a it's not a right to work situation, or they just don't like you. They can't let you go. Basically, because there's a union, it is like a right to work state. So in Pennsylvania, you can just get fired for any reason. But because we have a union with a contract in place that says how and why you can get fired, uh, that's how we can fight back. Um, right. And specifically, it's WHYY. It's the NPR station in Philadelphia. So it's not like NPR in Washington. Okay, so it's an affiliate station there. This is the union. The union, so they can't get you a lawyer? Because I understand you have a one video that you're defending yourself. Is that accurate? So I'm a little curious there. If you have such a backing, why are you left on your own there? Well, I, w I wondered the same thing because I do, I do have a union lawyer, but... Uh, and they said, you sound smart enough. We're just going to leave this one to you. They heard the no. comedy. They said, this is a clever guy, more clever than I could be. Well, apparently they were surprised that uh, the station sent lawyers of their own. They were like, we don't know why they're doing this much like firepower. Because normally when you when you go to these hearings, it's like uh, it's just you and a judge and somebody from HR. But then I showed up and it was me by myself. And then it and was they brought two the vice big guns there and two lawyers. Yeah. And the union was like, we don't know why they did that. That's wild. Because I mean, that, they spent so much money. It's maybe insane. they worry there's going to be some sort of precedent there or they just want to make sure that they can get rid of employees that are kind of doing that a little little loose cannon out there and maybe tarnishing their name. Did you, so this is still ongoing, is that correct? Yeah, we still, so tomorrow I'm actually meeting with the union lawyers to plan, or we have another hearing at, at the end of August where I, I figure out if I get my job back, if I get back pay, is it one and not the other? Wow, it could go all the way back to back pay, huh? Do, would you even want to work there anymore? If especially, do you know who the coworker is? No, I mean, I think what happened is... Like, Do you think you could countersue and, and, and target that coworker for lost wages and just try to get their wages instead of getting it from NPR? No, I mean, because they're not... I, it's, they, I don't think they like made any decisions. I think they were just kind of like a coward and, you know, snitched. But NPR or the WHYY the station would, uh, I think, automatically owe me back pay just... Uh, right. If it was I, a wrongful firing, I guess that's just yeah. kind of how the how the ball would roll there. And I wondered about this there. If it hasn't been settled, I guess we don't really know the answer to a couple of these questions. But one thing I'm suspicious that they might have been, been not been happy about seeing on your Instagram, you have done comedy without wearing any clothes at certain moments. Now, if anything's <laughs> controversial, that's got to be controversial. Did you get any material? Have you pulled any material from this lawsuit? Uh, Are you going on stage? Lawsuit. I bet they must say, well, if you don't have a lawyer advising you not to speak, I guess you're free to go tell this all on the stage every night. I feel like maybe I, I could still work. The one thing I've been thinking about through this whole ordeal is like, I apparently just any idiot can be a lawyer. Like that's what I learned going up against somebody. It, it seems like you're a real uncle Vinny. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I just feel like you, I kind of lost a lot of respect for lawyers through this experience, you know? Well, it's interesting. Like, when they, anytime anybody's reading a joke verbatim, you have to wonder, are you serious? Yeah, maybe he was just in a tough position, but I'm like, you know, lawyer, it used to be like this this profession where it's right, doctor, lawyer, like that's a big deal. But I'm like, I don't, 
I feel like just any dumbass can be a lawyer. I don't know if it's really that special. Well, I think stand-up comedians kind of finding, you know, I've always been a broadcaster. I did start stand-up comedy when I was 18, but it's not something that I pursued. I've been doing radio since I was 18, and that's something I love a lot more. And I don't think, you know, maybe it's much more difficult to be a stand-up comedian. There are definitely less stand-up comedians out there than lawyers. I would certainly say that. About this yeah. nude comedy show. Now, how do you, I like to ask this to other people too, and it's a really great question. The audience loves hearing it. So how would you, how would you, how do you come up with your material? For that particular show? Well, especially for such a for such a niche show there, but I wonder if you have just especially you say, I'm doing this show, I'm gonna come up with this type of material. Do you write it in a notebook? Oh yeah. I th I mean for that show that show it's so high stakes because if you're if you're bombing, that sucks. If you're bombing while naked, that's death. Dude. Well like a like, thermometer you, too, everybody's gonna be able to tell that you know it. Yeah, hundred percent, dude. It's I did basically just like my most proven surefire stuff that's going to work because it, I, I didn't want to be in the situation where like I'm bombing and hot women can see. No, you never want to ask yourself, oh, gosh, what are they booing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, it's fun. It's a fun show. I'm doing it actually again. I'm booked on it again at the end of the month. Well, that would be great. Thanks. We'll be looking forward to seeing some of that. So do people just find you on Instagram? Jad Slay, of course. Do you have a website? Do you have a YouTube? Where can people find you and kind of kind of watch some of your content? Yeah, just Jad Slay, J-A-D-S-L-A-Y. I post uh, reels, just stand-up reels every once in a while. You can see a video of, uh, I made a video using like the audio from this lawsuit. And that's right, where we I post saw a little bit of that. I definitely recommend, although it ends on a on a bit of a cliffhanger. I was expecting that maybe there's a longer form video out there or something, but definitely want to follow that to get to the get to the root of what happens with this lawsuit. We're all fascinated and keeping up with it. Has that helped your comedy at all? Have you gotten a lot of people paying attention based on, you know, a lot of people get canceled. You could have been the next Shane Gillis after something like this. I mean, the difference is like I Shane was already a successful comedian. Like he was already headlining when his thing went down. And me, I it's it's weird when you get canceled as like a complete unknown is very different from getting like fired from SNL. You know. I suppose. Yeah, I know. I know the feeling about hoping that you're gonna get a call from Rogan after something like this. Has is this affected you getting shows at all throughout the New York area or the Philadelphia area? I guess if you're covering such a wide variety and you, you probably have peers that are on your side, can't affect too much. Yeah, I mean, not really. I mean, the the thing with like people just kind of ask me to do shows and stuff um, for the most part, just based on like if they see you at mics or they uh, right. If you're a regular, you. if you're showing up, if they're seeing you on Google, I imagine that's probably says something. Hey, maybe we'll get this guy on the show. I'm sure people don't really look too much into the story. Do people know you as the as the comedian who got fired at NPR? No, not really. I mean, uh, I mean, I guess everyone in Philly does because that's where I, ha I was still living there when it happened. Right. Uh, but I've been living in New York for the past few months. Uh, and yeah, the uh, comics here don't really know. Uh, they'll just um, I think some of them now do just from that video, like made quite a lot of rounds. Definitely. Uh, well, lawyer. we know about it because we saw you, we, we were recommended you from a friend of the show in that New York area. And they said, we saw this comedian and he saw this comedian going around and they thought it'd be a great person to get on the show. So that's how we kind of found you. So not sure if that has anything to do with it. Have you got, been on a lot of shows? Tell me about these credits here. We've had an issue getting some of these incorrect where you on, you were on morning with Bill and Joanne. Is that a radio station? That's a uh, compound media. Yeah. That's like here in New York. Fascinating. That's... It was Compound Media. You know, we haven't had anybody, I believe, that's worked with Compound Media. I think we actually have somebody coming on at the end of July that might be affiliated with Compound Media. But we did have somebody who's been co-hosting for Opie, 
on Opie Radio's YouTube channel, interestingly enough. So it's going to be fun if we get kind of both sides there. That's really interesting. Are you following Opie at all? No. I, uh, He's really, got an no interesting one. career path there. It's kind of fallen apart, unfortunately. But we, that sound means, of course, it is time for our next game. Our second game today is, again, just for you. This is called NPR or NRA. So we're going to be reading a headline and then a sub-headline. And you're going to have to say, was that an article from NPR or was that an article from the NRA? Jad, are you ready to play NPR or NRA? Let's go. Now, as a writer, do you consider yourself a joke writer? I know you probably do consider yourself a professional writer, but you consider yourself a joke writer. Oh, yeah, 100%. I write, like, I'll write, like, 10 new minutes a week. That's fantastic, and that's a lot like... That's, we're going to be getting a little bit into this. I think Austin Ingalls sent us an email, but he's somebody else who is just that prolific. Somebody who really wants to put out as many jokes as possible, even started emailing us a few of them. But why don't we jump into round one here of NPR or NRA? So the headline, days after the mass shooting, Philadelphia moves to sue sellers of ghost guns. The subheadline reads, Philadelphia is the latest Democrat jurisdiction to sue sellers of gun parts that are easily turned into untraceable ghost guns. Similar recent attempts have had mixed results. Do you think that was posted on NPR? Or do you think that was on the NRA's website? The thing, maybe I lean towards NRA because they call it a Democrat jurisdiction, which is a strange construction. That is strange there. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, you are out of time. I'm not sure if that was your official guess there. It was NPR though. Right. That was an NPR. Right. Maybe a bit of a trick question there with that with that specification that they threw in. Why don't we try round two? Maybe you'll do better with round two. Headline. Another Biden anti-gun plan is struck down. In a case called Vanderstock versus Garland, which challenges the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosive, so-called ghost guns, rule that treats some firearm parts and part kits as if they are actually functional firearms. A federal judge determined that the final rule is unlawful. Uh, now, Jad, is that NPR or NRA? I don't know. I guess NPR? I'm sorry, that was NRA, and I would have just gone with some of the grammar issues there that that might have been NRA, and I thought you maybe even just for your job's sake you would go NRA there, but of course that was NRA not NPR. That's okay. And between this game and the first game, which one do you think you like the most? Oh, it's definitely better at the first one. Better at the first one. More up your alley. Well, you've had some time off of work. You're probably just a little rusty. Maybe you'll do better on round three here. Headline, more than one million a month still buying guns. Subheadline is June 2023 NSSF adjusted NICS figures show a decrease over June 2022 but also show 47 months in a row of 1 million plus per month gun buying. Would that be yeah. NPR or NRA? I guess, uh, NRA? That's nice. great, you're back on track there. And I wouldn't have put a surprise though, it would have, it, it's almost, you know, you didn't see the gun counters when they were doing the COVID tickers. Maybe the NRA does something like that, where on some of their websites, they put a counter and keep track. That was NRA counting the amount of guns sold. One out of three, not bad. One out of three is not bad, not the worst. Could have been O oh, out of three. What are you doing? 
I'm emailing David Collins. And that sound means, of course, it's time for David Collins call-ins and emails. We had an issue. I've been out of town this weekend. I'll probably talk about it a little bit in a couple of days. We have another episode that'll be recording this week. Um, but we did receive one email that I wanted to get to. We're going to, and then one voicemail. We'll get to that email in a moment. But we did want to play this voicemail that we got in from Ethan in Laughlin, Nevada. So we'll take a little listen to Ethan. Hey, this is a voicemail for David Collins. You've mentioned many times how you're a big fan of pranks, and I wanted to tell you about this prank I pulled off years ago on my younger brother. Great. I told him if he continually drank water, he'd be able to pee continuously. He, of course, believed me, and he started guzzling water. <laughs> and that same morning, he also decided to call into the radio station to win a prize or something, and eventually he got through. Because of all the water he'd been drinking that day, he suddenly had to pee, not realizing that the radio host would be able to hear him. He went to the bathroom to relieve himself, and as soon as his stream started, the host asked him what room he was in, to which he responded, the bathroom. And they started laughing because they could clearly hear him peeing. And they played that clip on their promo for weeks. <laughs> all right. Thanks, David. And thank you, Ethan. That's a great story. You'd be surprised how common that actually is. That's a great prank. We do love pranks on this show. Really looking forward to next year's April Fool's. Although, you know, it's nice that we have our own show now because that is kind of what got me in trouble last year. Let's go ahead and get into this other email that we had from Austin Ingalls, who we've just mentioned. Friend of the show, comedian Austin Ingalls, a local Quad Cities favorite. Very prolific, but he decided to try to come back from last week. We had a joke from somebody named Donovan. I forgot where he was from. I think Washington, D.C. Austin, one of one of his jokes read on the show this week. So Austin wrote in and says, Britney Spears was just slapped in the face by an NBA rookie security team in Vegas. She ran up behind the player to say hi, and a security guard slapped her. When questioned about the situation, the guard said he heard, heard Brittany say, hit me, baby, one more time. That's a great joke, Austin. Thanks so much for sending that in. And that actually leads us right into our next segment there. My favorite segment, World News with David Collins. So we have a lot of stories that we want to talk about today, some fun ones, of course. And we're keeping up with the wildfires. We talked about that Britney Spears story there. What did you have? If you were thinking of the news this week, Jad, what's going on in world news from your perspective? Uh, in world news. Uh, Last week, we Sweden. talked a little bit about the France riots. Oh, uh, I don't think I, I think Sweden joined NATO. So shout out Sweden. Let's go. Interesting. We're all keeping up on that closely, I'm sure. And also... I was just keeping track with the tennis match. It looked like that the Russian man had won tennis. So I guess it's a bit of a, you know, 1-1 comparison. I'm not exactly sure. We were following these Canadian wildfires. I'm sure they were affecting you a lot more. Oh, yeah. It was wild for like two days. It was very crazy. I was getting a little frustrated with all these people saying, you know, it's like every time I step outside, it's like smoking five cigarettes. I kept saying, well, don't worry. I think I'll be able to quit this cold turkey. Yeah, it's hard to get addicted to just smog, I guess. <laughs> Of it, just, it did suck because I bike around everywhere. So I was like, I don't know what kind of damage I'm doing biking into the city. Yeah, really. You wonder what the effects might be. Hopefully it's just like going to a campfire. You wonder, you know, we've all we've never thought about what it's like to tend a campground and how dangerous that would be until we have to all experience it for ourselves. Yeah. Speaking of Canada, Canada's ethics watchdog this week has been pressuring Nike over using Chinese Uyghur forced labor camps. They must be regretting that guy in the pitch meeting that said, just do it. Solid. 
You following that at all? The Uger camps and Nike? Uh, no, I mean, it makes sense. It's on brand for them, I guess. Right. I, thought, I misheard you. I thought you said Uger camps. You guys oh. play that in Kansas? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I understand what you mean. Euchre, that's a great game. A bit of a, a bit of an older generation. It's actually, I've actually moved from Kansas to Iowa City last year, and that's where we've started this show. Um, so yeah. that's where we're actually, but I've noticed that in a lot of different places in Iowa where there, it, it is a, it is a popular game. Iowa is a big place for gambling. You might not, you might be surprised to hear. Biden this week was seen on the beach. Did you see that picture of Biden on the beach? No, is it like? Is he looking good? It's, it's, it, you know, I haven't seen sea legs like that since FDR. Damn, sexy Biden pics, finally. It's too bad. It's nice to see him on a beach rather than a bike. We do have one story out of local Kansas, Manhattan, Kansas here, from my hometown. Four people and one cat were evacuated from their home last week after a fire caused by a leftover firework debris. Did you hear about this? I'm sure it happens all over. Of course, it was July 5th, and there's a lot of these accidents. Incidentally, they, you know, I hope they questioned the cat, if you ask me. But upon arrival, crews found a garbage fully engulfed with fire, which had extended into the attic space of the home. The cause of the fire was used fireworks from the night that they just stored in a cardboard box. That is not very smart. You know, they say to put all of those into a cup of water, even the ones that you don't use, which I'm not sure if that's that's really what you should do. Did you hear about this? This is Miss Netherlands. We might be hearing about this in a couple of weeks if they compete closer to home. Miss Netherlands makes history this week by being the first trans woman to win the pageant. I saw a picture of the contestants, and I'll tell you, as long as she didn't win Miss Upperlands, I'm happy with the decision. I guess she won it fair and square. I feel like being trans would make that harder. That's fa- you know, that's true. It's one of the competitions where it's tough to know, and it might just be the way that things are leaning these days. Anything come to mind in, in, in near, while we were doing that? Any, any new subjects that you think of? In the news? Uh, not really. I don't... Perfect. Well, that sound means <laughs> it's time for our last game, our third game. This game, another one just for you. Slay Edition. Only Twitch or only fans. So these will be people that either make their bones competing online video games, or people that are porn stars or just on OnlyFans. And the trick here is that all the names have slay in the name. So you're gonna have to say, is that somebody who's playing video games or is that somebody that's showing themselves off online? Only Twitch or OnlyFans. Why don't we try round one here? Slay Savage. Slay Savage. Savage, I think that's a gamer. I'm sorry. Slay Savage is a porn star from the United States. She's been listed on OnlyFans since May 13th of 2021 and is ranked number 9451. 9,451. A lot of people on there. It's tough to gauge if that's good. Are you familiar with the adult industry? I mean, I dabble. That does seem hurtful. You know, one thing I noticed about New York comedians, a lot of them really are familiar more than I think any other area in the country with the adult industry. It's true. We're lonely people. I mean, I will say stand-up gets in the way of P-U-S-S-Y quite often. Well, I appreciate you censoring. We try not to get too edgy on the show there. Let's run it in round two. Round two, Slay ES. Slay ES. That's gotta be a gamer, dude. That's a nerd. That's right. Slayus is a Twitch streamer named Leah. 
She has 160,000 followers and is best known for playing a game called Apex Legends. That's interesting. I bet she shares that with some of the other people we have on that list there. Why don't we try round three of only Twitch or only fans? Do you like this game? Yeah, it's pretty sick. Now, if you had so, to say, out of all the games that you've played today, which one do you think was your favorite? Uh, I think still the first one. The... Well, that's perfect, and they're all they're all so close, if you ask me. It's really tough to say. Why don't you let me know, everybody listening, send your favorite game today to dc30minutehalfhour at gmail.com. Just one more round here of only Twitch or only fans. Round three. Jack Slayer. Jack's Slayer. Oh, like J-A-X? J-A-X. That's right. Just like the, sexy. the Mortal Kombat character. J-A-X Slayer. That's uh, a sexy letter. An X. I will say that's only fans. You got it. Jack Slayer debuted in 2013, filming his first scene for Brother Lovers with co-star Nikki Payton. Nice. Well, that's tough. I'm not sure if I'm familiar with any of those names there. Well, you did great on some of these games. Thanks so much for coming on the show today, Jad. It was great to have you. What a great guest, a fascinating story. We're all going to be keeping up on that lawsuit. I'm excited to see where it goes. Do you have anything else you want to plug? The audio now is going to be out in the next 24 hours here. So if you have anything that coming up this weekend or anything, but the video takes a little uh, longer. But No, just check out my IG. We have some shows. Uh, if you're in New York, we got a rooftop show coming up. If you want to see my penis, I am doing the Naked Show on the 28th. Uh, so yeah, just uh, Jad Slay on Instagram. Check it out. Perfect. J-A-D-S-L-A-Y. Everybody listening, I've been David Collins, and you've been the best. David Collins. 30 minutes. Show with David Collins.